Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, welcome to Finish Well Radio. I'm your host, Meredith Curtis, and I'm so excited to have you with us. We are talking about wacky, wild, wonderful teenagers. And so whether you feel great about your teenager right now or you're thinking, have they lost their mind? You are in the right place. We're going to talk about why teenagers act the way they do. And if you're a teenager and you want to kind of better understand this season of life and what other teenagers are like and why they're like that, then tune in and we are ready to go. When I was a young teenager, I was in high school, I was on the drill team, and one day I told my mom that I wanted to have some people over after school, before the football game, to eat dinner and just hang out, and then we could all go to the game together. So my mom said I could. Well, I ended up inviting the entire drill team of 60 girls. So my dad comes home, and there are 60 young women in our house, shrieking around. We've eaten, and they're getting into their drill team outfits. And anyway, it was complete chaos. And later, (laughs) I said to my mom, how did you have so much food? And my mom said, oh, I just had a feeling you would invite everybody. And I thought... What a wonderful mom I had because she knew who I was, she understood me, and she went ahead and prepared for the inevitable, (laughs) not what I told her, (laughs) and so I just thought she was such a great mom and such a great example of how to handle a teenager, especially a teenager with a different personality than she had. So when I think about that, you know, I think, oh, what a great mom. But what is so great about a teenager? And so if you're a teenager, let me tell you why you're so great. Or if you have a teenager, let me tell you why they're so great. Teens are interesting and engaging and energetic and enchanting and fun and funny. There's a zest for life. There's an excitement. There's a desire to give themselves to something that's idealistic and wonderful and terrific. And they want to be with other people. And they're, they just have so much energy. And I love hanging out with teenagers. They say the funniest things. <laughs> anyway, it just. It brings back a lot of memories for me, but I love being around teenagers. But again, what is so challenging about the teen years? Well, first of all, if you're a teen, you know this. You have got a bunch of hormones that are kind of new. They've just arrived in the last couple years. And the levels are sometimes up and down, and you can feel really emotional, and you can feel really angry. If you're a guy, you can wake up, and you're just angry. Oh, I'm so angry. And if you're a girl, you know, you can wake up, I'm so emotional. I don't know what to do. You know, and so we deal with that. I mean, not that girls don't get angry, too, and guys don't cry. But for the most part, guys really struggle with that testosterone anger, and girls with that estrogen emotion. 
And so another thing is that your teen is always sleeping. <laughs> they want to sleep in. They don't want to go to bed early. No, heaven forbid. But they do, you know, they want to take naps. They fall asleep while they're doing their math. And you wonder what has gotten into it. Well, medically, physically, teens need as much sleep as a toddler. So, yeah, only babies need more sleep. But teens need a lot of rest. And their bodies are growing and changing and that's hard on their bodies, and their bodies need a lot of rest to keep up. Also, teens have lapses in judgment. I, I go to Zumba, and there's this song that we Zumba to, and it's a country song, and the, the chorus is, Have you lost your mind? And open up your eyes. Anyway, it's so funny. So this woman in front of me, she turned to me and she said, I love this song. I have a 17-year-old son. <laughs> and I just started laughing. I thought, isn't that true sometimes? If you're a teenager, you think, have I lost my mind? What am I doing? Or if you're the parent of a teenager, you think, have they lost their mind? What on earth are they doing? Another thing is that teens can feel really insecure. And they can worry about their looks. They can worry about if are people looking at me. We worship with the lights off, and so you can't really see anyone. But uh, yet, you know, I know so many teens who are thinking, people are watching me while I worship. (laughs) I just think it's so funny because no one really is. But there's that idea that insecurity, will someone love me? You know, those are, anyway, we'll talk about that more later, but there's insecurities. So what are the problems that teens and parents can face? And I'm just going to share a couple that we kind of can go through in these wacky years. And one is that teens have a lot of disposable income. They actually have more disposable income than anyone else except for adults without children, you know, who have really, like, nice jobs. They can just – but teens can spend whatever they want on themselves. And so advertisers heavily target teens. So – If your teen watches TV or, you know, ads pop up on Facebook, heavily target teens. So just keep that in mind. Also, there's a lot of messages from the media through movies, through the Internet, you know, just messages of what the world wants you to be as a teen or what a cool teen is. And parents, you're teaching your children to live a certain way, and then they're bombarded by all these messages from the world of telling them something completely the opposite. Also, teens can be stalked on the Internet by other teens, but also by adults who are predators, and that's something you need to be really careful of. Not only are there predators, but you just have the normal temptations of being a teenager. You know, it isn't easy dealing with sexual desires and things like that. So those are kind of problems that you face if you're a teen. And I just want to tell you that your parents are there to help you. Your parents actually were teenagers once, and they understand this stuff. And parents, you are so completely equipped to handle these problems with your teens. They need to know they're not alone and that God does have solutions for what they're going through. We're not going to talk a lot about this, but I just want to say something about sexual predators. We laid some ground rules in our home that we do the Billy Graham rule, which is like a guy isn't alone with a girl. A girl isn't alone with a guy in a car or like alone in a a house or something like that. So I don't drive alone with 
other men. My husband doesn't drive alone with other women. There was this one man who was attending our church. He kept asking if he could drive alone with my two younger daughters, and they were both in teenagers. And I would say, no, I'm just so sorry. This is just a rule that we have, and we just don't break it. And he would be so charming and so nice and kind of come around it in different, oh, would you mind if I just, I know just this once? And I would always say no. Well, found out later that he was a predator. The reason I share that is I would have never guessed that. It totally shocked me to the core. So set some rules in place to protect your children because you can't know who is a predator or who is not. And we do live in a wicked world. And I was just having to talk to a detective recently who specialized in these kind of cases. And he was saying that with the rise in child pornography, which is rising astronomically, he said they are just seeing so much of crimes against children and teens. So guard your children, teens, listen to your parents, don't get into weird situations, trust your parents. They're not being too strict. They're just trying to protect you. And this is for guys and for girls. So another thing is that Teens ask a lot of questions during these wacky, wild, wonderful years. And here's some questions that if you're a teen, you probably ask. If you're a parent, you need to know they're probably asking these in their heart. Will anyone love me? Do I measure up? Am I valuable? Will I be a success? Is God real? Can I trust the Bible? A lot of times, kids that have had this great faith, you know, all of a sudden they have a lot of questions. That's so normal. All those questions are normal. They're not a different person. They are just changing. They're going from childhood to adulthood, and the transition is scary, and there's a lot of questions. Welcome the questions. You can help your teen answer them. And If you're a parent, if you're a teen, start with a relationship. Lives are changed in the context of relationships. Teens should be influenced, number one, by their parents, but they will not be influenced, number one, by their parents if they never have time with their parents or if they don't have a good relationship. So build that relationship with your teen. Also, look at Jesus' model. Jesus took his disciples. He said, hey, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's my purpose. And and they were together 24-7. I'm not saying you have to be with your teen 24-7 or teens you have to be with your parents 24-7. But spend a good chunk of time with your parents, with your parents, with your teens, because that is the way you build relationships, by spending time together. Set your relationships up for success by the way you treat each other. Be kind to each other. Be thoughtful. And also, another way to build these relationships is by having family time, friendship time, sports days, picnics, parties, barbecues. Let your house parents be the teen hangout place. Teens, ask your parents, can I invite some friends over? Help them clean the house. Get it all ready. But, you know, you want to be part of each other's lives because this transition period is hard and the devil is going to try to get his foot in there and you want to walk with God and you want to do things God's ways and your parents parents you're there to help your teen teens your parents are there to help you one of the things that is really important for the teens is friendship and In knowing that with my own children, I wrote a Bible study for my girls called Friends to the End, just going over what is a biblical friendship, because 
kids are so hungry for friendships. They're so hungry for relationships. And we can model a friendship with our children and then help them make right choices, parents and teens. Look for healthy friendships and discover, you know, what they are. The Bible has a lot to say, actually, about friendships. The next thing is parents give teens answers. Teens search for answers to those questions you have about God and the Bible. In high school, in our home, all of our teens have had questions about the Bible, about Jesus, is he the only way, all of those things. And they have grown up in church and in ministry. So we we teach apologetics in our homeschooling. We do. We read a book called Understanding the Times, which is an amazing, amazing book about that has to do with what the Bible says about sociology, psychology, economics, history, government, everything. And so we love that book. And we, we have a lot of Josh McDowell books, like More Than a Carpenter. Our kids all read More Than a Carpenter in eighth grade. And a lot of them reread it when high school. They read the Bible. Another book we love is Search for Significance by Robert McGee, where he takes the truths of the gospel and just applies them in practical ways. So we read the Bible and discuss it. We we read apologetics books, watch apologetics videos, and we discuss them. And then I created classes for my teens that have to do with Bible, that have to do with apologetics, that have to do with the Great Commission, teaching them what is their purpose. And that's really had a huge impact on my children. Another thing is living books, like books that influenced me when I was a young woman, my husband when he was a young man. We've encouraged our children to read those kind of books. And a lot of those are biographies. We love Augustine, Luther, Amy Carmichael, George Mueller, those great men and women of the faith that really made an impact in their generation. And some of those books, you know, you just never know what's going to strike you. So investigate. If you're a teen, investigate. Ask the Lord, show me, show me that you're real. Give me answers. And, you know, the Lord's going to put resources in your hands. And and parents, don't be afraid of the questions. It doesn't mean your children are losing their faith. It means their faith is going to stop being your faith that they agree to and become their very own faith. And right now, we are going to take a short break, and you're going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Every woman longs to be beautiful. God's Girl's Beauty Secrets, written for ladies from 12 to 28, is a Bible study where beauty secrets are uncovered throughout Scripture. Learn to be beautiful inside and out with God's wisdom and practical tips on making the best of what the Lord has given you. God's Girl's Beauty Secrets is available at Amazon.com and PowerlineProd.com. Get your copy today. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers. been listening to finish well radio on the ultimate radio network now back to your host meredith curtis 
Hi, welcome back. We're talking about wild, wacky, wonderful teenagers. And, you know, with all the wildness and the wackiness and the fun, it can sometimes be challenging years. One of the things I want to encourage you is make a lot of time in your life to laugh and have fun. Parents and teens together. I mean, have jokes and, and funny things you say and do and watch comedies, clean comedy, you know, like Christian comedy is hilarious. You know, things can get so heavy sometimes when we're talking about the teenage years. So make some time to relax and have fun. One of the things that's a really big deal and that's part of the wacky part is the attraction to the opposite sex. Oh, boy. And this can become, for some teens, their primary focus. There's just a natural attraction, and then there's these sexual desires from the testosterone and the estrogen. And, of course, movies and TV feed it. The Internet, you can hook up on the Internet, Facebook, social media. And then there's pornography. And most teenagers, they're curious, and so they'll maybe Google the word naked. And then naked comes up, and then the next thing they know, there's all these sites, and they're they're hardcore into pornography. So many teens I've met are addicted to pornography. And if you think, oh, my son would never do that, my daughter would never do that, think again, because it is so aggressive in trying to get people into it. Someone hacked my Instagram a couple of years ago, and they put some pictures on it that were just kind of sleazy. Like, they weren't naked, but they were really sleazy. And for the next six months, I got so many invitations to pornographic sites on everywhere I went. And I reported everything. And so if I got something on Facebook, I reported it. But these were horrible. And it just made me see how aggressive the creators of pornography are. And so... Your son or daughter has probably been exposed to some kind of pornography unless you don't have Internet in your house. So be really open in your discussion of that. I have different different blogs and different podcasts on pornography itself, but this is a real thing. And don't overreact when you find out, parents and teens, don't be ashamed. This is the bubonic plague of our spiritual condition right now. I mean, it is the bubonic plague. It is horrible, and it's such a negative, negative thing. So that's just another thing that our teens have to deal with. And also sexting. I, I was called into a counseling situation, and the parents had found their daughter's phone, and there was this terrible, terrible discussion. It was very sexual and perverted, and I just could not believe it. And then... We're having this discussion, and I'm just trying to be really calm and say, okay, now help me understand, like, how did this, how did you end up in this relationship, in this, you know, conversations, and how did it ultimately get to this place, you know, because I'm trying to figure out. And then all of a sudden, the cussing and the swearing from the parents who are mad at the kids, and they're like, you blankety-blank, you blankety-blank, we didn't raise you this way, and I thought, oh, wow. Yes, maybe you did, because you you just communicated such a devaluation of your child. And so parents don't devalue your child. And teens, 
you are valuable because you're made in the image of God and Jesus loves you and he gave his life for you. And don't ever forget that. And if you've stumbled into any kind of sexual sin, no matter what it is, even if it's just lust, just lust, that sounds so awful, but you know what I'm saying. God will forgive you. Just confess to him and he will forgive you. But talk to your parents Talk to your pastor. They can help you. And please don't think you're the only one. So many people have the same struggles, the same temptation. And God says in this word, you will not be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out. So in every area of sexual temptation, the Lord provides a way out. And parents, you need to confidently tell your children There's a way out for you. Every time you're tempted, God provides a way out. And I always used to pray, Lord, please, please put the way out in big neon signs so I don't miss it. And one of the things I did when I was in college is I memorized 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 1 through 12, which talks about purity and that we are pure out of honor and love for the Lord. And that was really a passage that kept me, whenever I would be tempted, the Lord would bring that passage to my mind and draw me closer to him. So that was something that really helped me. And I want to help my children too. Like I just assume my children are going to struggle because they're human and they're going through this time in life. And I don't want to be their enemy. I don't want to make them feel devalued. I want them to know I'm on your side. I'm fighting with you and you are going to overcome. So make sure that you provide a relationship with one another where you can be open and honest. One of the things that we do besides helping our teenagers find freedom from lust as parents is we try to help them build wholesome friendships. We don't really think that a 16-year-old is ready to get married and support a family or get married and stay home and have babies. Most of them have to go to college and things like that first. So we just say, hey, just wait until you're ready to get married and then pursue a relationship. But for right now, what if we just build friendships? And my children have had a lot of good, wholesome friendships with the opposite sex as well as with like my girls have had really good girlfriends and really good friends that were guys. And the same with my son. And those have been a real blessing for their life. I really honestly believe that our friendships with the opposite sex do more to prepare us to have a healthy marriage than dating a ton of people. And even especially our friendships with our siblings. Those are really beneficial. So we also talk about how are you going to find a wife? Are you going to just date a bunch of people and and hope that you find someone or are you going to have a purpose? Are you going to pursue relationships with people that you think, hey, this may be God's wife for me. This may be God's husband for me. So in our home, we avoid relationships where we just know, okay, they're not a Christian. So, hey, (laughs) the Bible says do not be yoked with an unbeliever or they want to go this direction, but I feel God calling me in this direction. So there's a lot of ways you can tell right up front, yeah, I may be attracted to this person, but I can't see myself married to them. Then we don't pursue those relationships and want to have a purpose when we pursue a relationship with the opposite sex. And eventually our kids are going to get married and hopefully they're not going to be like Samson. Samson had a call in his life and God did use him in certain moments to do great things. 
but overall his life was ruined by his relationships with women that were just bad news. He told his parents, I've got to have this woman. I've got to have this woman. And they gave in. We in our culture don't go out and pick a husband or wife for our children. But parents, be in prayer. Give counsel. Be part of the situation. Teens, have in your mind that you will refuse to get involved with someone that you don't have your parents' blessing and their parents' blessing about. I've never seen a situation where the parents did not feel good about it, where it turned out to be good. Usually parents, they just have this ability to know that something's good or something's bad. So now another thing is that all that energy that you have, all that desire to move and when you're not sleeping, right? Look for outlets for all that extra emotion that you feel, even that anger. Go out and chop a tree down, not in a public park or something. Do hard work. Sweat. Work out. Do things that are physical and clean the house. Clean the house. Hey, that would be fun. Then look for outlets for emotion, too, like music and poetry. Even sports can be emotional, right? Yay, we won. Oh, we lost. You know, it's emotional, right? And then do ministry together as family. One of the greatest things I've enjoyed with my teens is doing worship because I'm a worship leader and my teens have sung with me. They've done sound with me. They've written songs. It's been really like our thing in ministry, and we have really, really loved that. So look for something you can do together. I know families that greet together or usher together or different things, but that is so special to be able to minister together, serve in a soup kitchen, so many possibilities. And then remember this principle, joy, Jesus, others, yourself, put Jesus first, Put others second and put yourself last. Don't be selfish. Don't be introspective. But look out at other people and their needs. But most of all, look at Jesus. He lived the perfect life. He loves you. He's for you. And he answers our prayers. And he teaches us through the word. And he's so close. So during these wild, wacky, wonderful teenage years, set your eyes on him. How can you... Be prepared for life with homeschooling because as homeschooling parents, if you're listening, you want to give your children classes not only that meet the requirements, but that actually prepare them for life. And if you're a teen, you don't want to just take classes so you can get into college, but you want to learn some things from your parents that you can apply for the rest of your life. So one of the greatest classes I've ever given my children has been the economics class. And that is because we divide the year in thirds. And so a third is economics, just a whole socialism and capitalism and GNP and inflation and all those different things. And then the second part is all financial management including how to make a will, how to take care of elderly parents, how to buy a car, how to buy a house, renting your first apartment, all those kind of things. And then the third part is how to have your own business. And without fail, I have had teen after teen after teen, because I've taught this class to my children. I've taught it in co-ops. People love this class. Teens love this class because it's so practical for life. And I have a really exciting track record of watching now, like I right now have graduates of the class 
who are actually living their life debt-free and making such wise financial choices. I like to think I had a little part in it, but, you know, I know it's all God and stuff, but it's really exciting to see them leaving out, you know, in their early 30s, in their late 20s. Oh, I'm feeling old. Um, living out these principles. So it's really, really exciting. Some other classes that have been a real just their life classes of course they get credit for them they're on their transcripts but one of them is i told you about that book understanding the times is going through that book together we've done it alone we've done it in a group and doing skits and acting it out and having fun like that and so many of my children when they went to college they would say oh i know what that guy's worldview is yeah he's definitely a marxist or Definitely a new ager, and they, they're able to tell because of this book. They learn the buzzwords and stuff to look to. So that's been really cool. Also, the Great Commission, because Jesus said right before he, he ascended into heaven, he said, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you even till the end of the age. So, so exciting. Jesus is with us, and with him with us and the spirit in us, we go and make disciples of the nation. So what does that look like for teenagers? So I actually designed a class for my children so they could learn what that looks like. That's just been an exciting class. We've explored careers. My husband and I created character classes, we called them. And basically what they were was classes that, okay, how do I explain this? Okay, so we took all the different things they would they would be needing to be prepared for. So take the girls. Like the girls would need to be prepared, of course, for godly womanhood, growing in the Lord, being a mom, opening their home, being a homemaker, and homeschooling one day, and things like that. So we created all these different classes for them with reading living books that we had enjoyed or I had enjoyed as a mom. And then projects that were hands-on, like when they did the motherhood class, they would be a mom's helper with some young mom in the church. And really, they they loved that. And then for the guys, we're thinking, okay, the guys, fatherhood, marriage, of course, marriage for the girls too, I forgot that. Being a godly man, being a strong leader, passing the torch, showing hospitality, raising godly children. So all of those things. And so we created classes for the guys as well. So anyway, our children all went through that. And interestingly, the young man that married my oldest daughter is Laura's oldest son. Laura's part of the Finnish Wall team. And her son went through all the character classes too. So that's another neat thing is for me to see Zach and Kate live out these principles that they learned a long time ago in high school, but yet they're living them out. And it's just really, really exciting. So I love these kind of classes. Like, yes, we do research papers and we do British literature and we do American history and we do biology and chemistry and physics. But some of these classes that we've done are just so exciting because they're so practical for everyday life. Even if like you don't become a chemist or a doctor or something, it's so good to take chemistry, but it's really fun with these classes. So what am I sharing all this for is that teens and parents, you guys can get together and create classes to prepare for life. And those can be some of your electives and things like that. So don't just limit these teenage years to just some kind of survival mode. But 
look at your life and say, hey, I may be wacky sometimes and a little bit wild in my heart and I'm always tired. But then when I'm not, I'm full of zeal and passion and excitement, but I can live a full life serving Jesus with all my heart, ministering with my family, preparing for the life ahead when I'm an adult and and also, of course, school and church. But all of those things, like you are not waiting till later, but right now you can live a full, rich life and at the same time be preparing for the future. So I just want to encourage you. These are awesome years. They're not terrible. They are challenging. Like if anyone says they're easy, they are lying because the teenage years are challenging, but they're also wonderful. And you can set patterns for your life. I gave my heart to Christ when I was 16, and I set patterns for my life, reading the Bible every day, spending time in prayer, reaching out to people, loving on people. And I am so grateful. So, so many things I do today or things I learn that I apply in my life, you can trace them all the way back to my junior and senior year in high school. So, teenagers, it's a wonderful time. Parents, it's a wonderful time. But you will do the very best if parents and teenagers, you work together to not only survive this time, but to thrive and to rule and reign. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.